0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tensive Politics with Mr. Watson. I am your host, Christian Watson. And with me today, I have a guest who absolutely needs no introduction. Joining me here by phone is Joshua Wong. Joshua Wong here is a activist from Hong Kong and a former politician, I believe. He is the secretary general of the Demosito Party. Uh, he made headlines back in 2014 Getting uh, being involved in the Umbrella Revolution, which was a set of protests in Hong Kong to dissuade Beijing from putting their propagandistic uh, nonsense in the Hong Kong education system. Uh, he also was named in that year, uh, Time Magazine. He was nominated for Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Fortune, uh, Fortune Magazine in 2015 called him one of the greatest leaders in the world. And he also was nominated uh, not too long ago, in 2018, I believe, for the Nobel 2017, for the Nobel Peace Prize. So, without further ado, I give you Joshua. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Yeah, thanks for the invitation, and it's my pleasure to share some of my thoughts and ideas on my journey on
0: uh, activism in Hong Kong. Absolutely, absolutely. So, my first question, which is very much in in the spirit of that is what exactly animates your drive for freedom i mean you have stood up against the beijing politburo more than once you have marched tirelessly with other students just to ensure that your political and educational autonomy can be preserved you have been arrested several times by the sort of corrupt hong kong police system what keeps you going because most folks in your shoes would have backed down by now what keeps you going
1: Uh, Hong Kong is the place uh, with only 7 million population and more than 8,000 were arrested since last summer The youngest one at the age of 11 is still a primary school kid The oldest one at the age of 84 which is the elderly and in Hong Kong with the crackdown from Beijing I think the reason for us to fight for freedom is because we hope to be the master of our own house and determine
0: our destiny Indeed indeed. So what is Hong Kong's destiny in your opinion?
1: We hope Hong Kong can be the place with freedom and democracy. And instead of uh, the freedom being tightening by Beijing, we hope to allow people to be the master of their own house and we can enjoy autonomy to let everyone in this city decide their way of living.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Well, so speaking about that, in, and last year in 2019, and I remember this quite vividly because I actually could have been, I could have been in Hong Kong during this time because I had an academic opportunity to go over there, but I didn't choose to. But last year in 2019, you got uh, Secretary Lam in uh, the in the council were considering an extradition bill, which many of your your fellow friends, which were which are seeds from your movement back 2014, were against. Uh, and now we see coronavirus coming around and China taking several opportunistic measures to uh, coax the South China Sea into its control and to uh, dest- and destroy the prot- protest, so to speak. So how has the democracy movement from 2019 matured and progressed, and how is it faring under the specter of Chinese co- uh, opportunism uh, during this very perilous coronavirus time?
1: Our uh, fight for democracy is never any kind of easy things. And more than two million people took to the street already, but we just experienced serious crackdown and the suppression. But when we are standing in the forefront to confront the largest authoritarian regime in the world, I think there's no reason for us to step backwards. And how we continue street activism and also international advocacy hope to let the world encourage people, civil society, and government around the world to stand with Hong Kong and to uphold and safeguard liberal value that we believe in
0: absolutely absolutely so how are the hong kong activists handling the coronavirus situation right now
1: oh with the coronavirus outbreak we just imply the government that is lack of transparency and check and balance i mean chinese government will just results in the pandemic virus and just turned out to be the global health crisis um, in the past two months. And the government without accountability and not responsible uh, to deal with the crisis uh, is what we experience in Hong Kong especially in Hong Kong uh, when we urge the government to shut down and close the border not allow mainland travelers uh, travel to Hong Kong and Beijing uh, and Hong Kong government just ignore it and still allow people to travel to Hong Kong and I think how national pride override
0: public health is what we experience in Hong Kong hmm indeed so the protest do you intend to continue the protest or does the movement intend to continue the protest after we, we
1: continue the protest after the decline of the corona and i believe this summer will be our movement uh continue again
0: yeah very good very good very good that's it I'm, I'm happy to see that you guys haven't really um let, let this virus or anything like it slow you down because what you guys have in hong kong is something incredibly beautiful that i think the world could emulate if we're talking about preserving freedom so I wanted to move on to the fact that you are a resilient young lad, in my opinion. You have taken a lot of barbs from the People Republic of China state-run media that have tried to assassinate your character over the years. I mean, whenever you've done congressional hearings, like when you went to the congressional hearing not too long ago to talk about uh, the Hong Kong Democracy Act, which you helped pass last year. Um, I believe there was a lot of calls and a lot of suspicion from folks in the East calling you a CIA asset and now all that other kind of nonsense. So how have you channeled those sort of derogatory, defamatory lies into success for the Hong Kong freedom movement?
1: Yeah, I think that's the fake news and the misleading propaganda provided by Beijing and to accuse that I'm one of the CIA agents or trained by U.S. Marine. And uh, as Hong Kongers, i born and live and love Hong Kong very much. And of course, uh, we welcome everyone, no matter with different cultural background or come from different countries to support Hong Kong. But this kind of... uh, blame or criticism is not real at all, and the fake news in authoritarian regime has always become the channel for them to silence the voice of dissidents.
0: Yeah, and so have you, beyond just attacks and insults and sneers, have you actually faced any sort of uh, like people in power coming to you directly and saying these things to you? Or is it mostly just anonymous people online or people who are loyalists to the Beijing regime?
1: Even pro-Beijing politician yeah. in Hong Kong didn't believe that I was trained by US Marine oh my and it's just, oh my and so it's just a fake news by those pro- Beijing newspaper but even politician or government official didn't trust on it
0: right oh my that's that's a shame that's a shame and so in the, in the newspapers in Hong Kong I assume attack you as well sometimes. Um, that's the way to attack. But um, I think in such battle uh, with the landslide victory in the last November election, eighty-five percent of the seat won by
1: pro-democratic camp in the district council with such landslide uh, victory, which is proved the silence majority stand on our side.
0: Right, right. I'm curious uh, when 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 Lam <sighs> resigned the, uh, refu- the the extradition bill last year. What was the feeling amongst the movement were you guys happy about that and how exactly would you guys feel like you had a victory in that moment when she uh, resigned that bill
1: successfully forced the government to withdraw the bill is one of the remarkable achievements but i think that's just a short-term goal and how to stop the police brutality and in the long run we need to ask for free election i think that's our battle and the fight
0: absolutely absolutely i agree and so in that fight and in that battle, which political or religious figures have inspired you or have just made you want to keep going exactly, if you have any at all?
1: Uh, Hong Kong is the one that inspired me and impressed me a lot and motivate me to continue to fight in the future. Sometimes we feel down hard or depressed, but with the solidarity and how Hong Kong people still keep on the fight, especially in the... Uh, the protest movement since last summer, I think it really inspired us to continue the fight.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, just just tell me, who in Hong Kong right now, because I, m- I remember a remark you made to the media. You said that what you're doing is great, but there are folks in Hong Kong that risk a lot and that you're thankful for them. How, how exactly, when you work with these people, how exactly do you uh, uh, just like how exactly do they operate and, like, what makes you admire them when, when they're still all fighting freedom like you're doing? What makes you really like them?
1: And Hong Kong with activists because of fight for freedom result in six years or even seven years in prison compared to just being jailed for 100
0: Absolutely. My goodness.
1: The price I pay is a small piece of cake.
0: My goodness. My goodness. And so, that's actually it leads right into my next question, actually. So when you were detained, when you were locked up by by the sort of the foot soldiers of the, of, of the Xi Re- Regime, well, how did you feel? I, I believe when you were first attended, you were 17, correct? How exactly did you feel? How has that experience molded you or shaped you? Because most people at such a young age being locked up would have had tra- traumatic scars that would have stopped them from doing whatever they're doing right now. How has it affected you?
1: Instead of uh, wait until uh, graduate from university, or uh, how we uh, will continue the uh, fight after we enter the government or work as a professionist. I think how to make change when we are still in school as a student activist is extremely important because youngsters can make change and be the change we want to see. I think that's how we encourage each other in such battle.
0: Right. And so when you were locked up, though, when you were in jail, how, are you, how, how did you handle that? How did you feel?
1: with lots of uh, Hong Kongers sent letter to me, show their support, uh, which really impressed, and also uh, us to realize that um, Hong Kongers uh, will never surrender.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Do you foresee a world where Hong Kong is completely free from the Beijing Dragon? Do you foresee a world where Hong Kong will be itself? Or do you think that or are you just trying to go for degrees of political freedom as opposed to total political freedom? So is the, the question is, do you want, just as the movement has said in the past, free and fair elections, or do you want complete and utter freedom as a whole?
1: Democracy and autonomy are the two critical elements and also the goal for Hong Kong, and we hope one day Hong Kong can be the place with freedom and democracy,
0: and that's our wish, and also how we cherish it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's actually good. That's good. Because like, my next question would be, in your view, what is the future of the Hong Kong freedom movement? Exactly. Where does it go from the summer of 2019, getting the government to yank back that atrocious, vile, and demonic extradition bill, to now the fall, the, the sort of uh, spring of 2020, when the future for a lot of pro-freedom movements, including Hong Kong's, seems somewhat uncertain in the face of the coronavirus? What's next for you guys? Uh, we hope to take
1: the majority in the upcoming September election. We hope to take the majority in the Legislative Council. The Legislative Council of Hong Kong should be the place represented the voice of people instead of uh, just uh, gathering those Beijing loyalists with the puppet of China. And how we can continue the fight on the street and also uh, take the side victory again in the upcoming election. That's our goal.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so do you see ways, Cause, because because. For a very long time, you guys didn't have very much political power, and for for actually for a time, or even when you did get political power, you're still some people uh, in the Beijing propaganda machine still try to deride you and still try to attack you, and they've convinced some people in the public to do so. Do you see any way for those in Hong Kong who want freedom to to get freedom and to fight for it in a way that it, that doesn't require them to become elected? Do you see any sort of social ways people could do it?
1: Uh, no matter lawyers social worker uh those are really responsible and commit a lot and i think uh how we continue the fight is really important not only politician or lawmaker even activists uh, scholar um, that they can contribute
0: a lot and make difference absolutely absolutely and so how, just going back to your first your first hurrah into, into the Hong Kong activist scene in 2014, when you were fighting with your friends to ensure that your education, your academic freedom was preserved, do you think there's academic freedom in Hong Kong right now? Is it better than it was when you first fought it back in 2014, or has it gotten worse?
1: Academic freedom um, is strongly eroded by Beijing with political censorship, and only uh, where, uh, have welcomed those pro-government um, attitude or etc. But I think also we are responsible continue the fight. So even with such censorship in defence sector, we need to continue and never give up.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, are you in university right now, or are you outside uh, of education? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah, and so how how is it there? Is it okay? Is it better there? Is it good there?
1: Uh, now, because of the outbreak of virus, uh, they uh, uh, yeah, just uh, turn to be a, a continued class uh, by video
0: conference. Yeah. Oh my, that's oh that that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, so in, in America particularly, and all throughout the world in general, there have been a lot of young folks who have faced hate and derision, and all kind of other things, just for speaking truth to power in a political way. Um, what do you think of the idea that young people should be seen and not heard? And have you faced per- that perception yourself? Have you faced that perception that, since you're a young person, your opinion does not matter as much as it would if you were not a young person? Um,
1: I Lots of people always assume that young persons are not capable, but I think uh, in the protest movement in Hong Kong, we proved that youngsters can make this difference.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so for a young person who might be looking at what you're doing and they're in a war-turned country or they're in an authoritarian country and they're thinking, well, Joshua Wong and his friends, they really, really, really inspired me. How would you advise they get involved to change the political system of their country, like you change the political system of your country? What should they do in your opinion? What would be your suggestion?
1: Be the change you want to see. Is always how I encourage people around the world, especially for youngster, if they have to make change, even the cultural context or historical background or political system uh, are totally different with Hong Kong, but how to make change in the society, no matter from rally, demonstration, protest, online campaign, at least let our voice being heard in Absolutely. the society
0: and Absolutely. being listened by the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what about those who might be squeamish and who might be scared they're going to get arrested or their families are going to be attacked? How would you, how would you advise them? Because what you've done is incredibly brave, it's incredibly extraordinary, but I'm afraid a lot of people don't have the same sort of tenacity or will to be willing to go to jail for what they believe in. So what do you think those kind of people should do?
1: The threat can't defeat us, make us even stronger in and I think how we continue to strengthen youth activism could allow those upper class elites realize that they listen need to listen to our voice.
0: Absolutely. You've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. That's just that's that's just surreal. When you were first told that you were nominated, what was your reaction, my friend?
1: Um I'm not the one uh capable to get Nobel Peace Prize Prize. Right. I just hope to, through being nominated that more and more people listen to the story of how Hong Kong youngsters are passionate and determined in this
0: fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what people who want to help you, people who like freedom, people who like political autonomy, people who understand all of that, what can they do to assist in the, in the Hong Kongers campaign in the future? What can they do to continue that struggle? that moral and spiritual struggle on in the future? What do you think they can do?
1: Follow our Twitter and uh, join the online petition and to track on the news of Hong Kong and uh, to encourage more of your friends to care about Hong Kong. Here is a city that confronts the largest authoritarian regime and we hope to safeguard freedom and democracy that we all believe in.
0: Absolutely. And so in your view, Joshua, and, and in a few moments I'll let you, let you go. I'm so grateful for your time. But in your view, what does true democracy in Hong Kong look like?
1: Hong Kong should be recognized as an international city instead of just an ordinary or uh, normal city under the rule of Beijing mm. and being merged into Guangzhou, Shenzhen, or part of mainland China. And here is a place that allow people to freely choose their way of living, determine their own future, and energetic and passionate to let people to enjoy uh, the attractive point of the city.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you want Beijing to be politically neutral, politically itself yes. sovereign, sovereign. No, you want you want you want Hong Kong to be politically neutral. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so, would you imagine? Would you be concerned that, uh, because like the the, the argument that many of the people who favor a pro-Beijing Hong Kong would say is that Beijing or someone, some political entity like that protects it. Would you be concerned about Hong Kong being attacked at all, if that were the case? Or do you think that Hong Kong can defend itself by itself?
1: Uh, Hong Kong is being cracked down and attacked by Beijing and Hong Kong riot police, and that's the reason we can't keep silence.
0: Indeed. Indeed, absolutely. Well, uh, Joshua, I, th- I am so grateful for your time. Um, just you are in a, a remarkable individual who has done remarkable things, and I think that you should send as a beacon of what people who want to fight for freedom can do in this country, absolutely, and, and in the world, too. So do you have any last words before I let you go, my friend? Uh, that, that's my sharing. Thank you. Indeed. All right. Thank you so much, Joshua, and thank you so much, everyone. Right. Goodbye.